This is Trigger Point, Episode 7. My name's Serena, and sitting across from me is my co-host, Peter. Hello, Peter. Hi, everyone. So, I think we should explain why we're missing an episode last month. Um, <laughs> it's not that we're busy or too busy, or it's not because we had a falling out and decided <laughs> not to record anymore. We actually recorded. Um, we We spent, I think... Five hours, yeah. <laughs> talking about things, and then afterwards, I spent hours re- editing. Except um, two hours into editing, I realized that our audio file was corrupted. And we don't know why. We don't know why. So it might happen again. <laughs> We're going to be pausing in the middle of recording this episode to double check to make sure the same issue doesn't happen. Because I couldn't find out the reason why but um but apparently the, every every like sentence that we spoke like it cut off like the end of, it's like, not just the end even in the middle like it would just skip the audio will skip every now and then it originally would just skip for like a second or so and then afterwards it skips like a whole sentence and it was the audio w- was just not usable so i gave up and instead of trying to re-record <laughs> the episode with no you know we decided to Squish it all into one recording, <laughs> all our all, all our topics. Yeah. If so, possible, we'll make it one episode. If not, we probably have to split into two episodes. Yeah. So um, yeah, we're gonna have to talk, well, re-talk <laughs> uh, about a, a few of the things that we talked last week, well, last month. Yes. Um, and hopefully, uh, this time it will work. In our previous episode, we said that we'll be talking about LARPing. Uh, what happened is that we did go LARPing, but we also went and watched Kinky Boots. Yep. And we also went and watched Book of Mormons. And we've also went to watch Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, which was supposed to be the topic for this month. Yes. If, if last month's episode had gone up properly. Yes. <laughs> so now we're going to be trying to talk about all of those things. In uh, one episode. In one episode. <laughs> and if we find out that we won't go way over time, I'll do some post-editing magic and make it into two episodes instead. <laughs> yes. So, um, okay. Uh, with that out of the way, we should begin because we don't have a lot of time. Uh, yes. Lapping. So, uh, I was gushing about how much I really liked gush, uh, LARPing uh, <laughs> last two months ago. Two months ago now. <laughs> and I decided that I would take Peter with me to one of the um, sessions. And just very quickly, as an overall, what do you think, uh, you know, as the whole experience? Yeah. Um, so, just letting everyone know, ever since that first session, I actually have a big pack in <laughs> <to> any <laughs> other session. So, that was my only... Well, so far, still my only foray into LARPing. Yep. Um, I did enjoy it, I must admit. Like, I, I think um, uh, there was a bit of an initial kind of... Uh, hesitation. Hesitation. I think most people, when you're talking about LARPing, the, the initial you know thinking is like, these random people dressing up and then... Whacking, whacking each other. Whacking each other on the... Which, which, to be fair, it is that. But um, I think I... It's it's funny that once you're there and you're in the middle of it, like it actually is quite uh, exhilarating, you know, <laughs> charging on, you know, the quote battlefield, uh-huh. <laughs> which was an oval, <laughs> yes, um, and just you know playing, you know, swords and shield with. <laughs> well, there's archery too. Well, there's archery too. Yes, uh, and and healers and and yeah. all sorts of other. <laughs> there's magic users, yes. so they have like these foam balls, and then you. I don't think you saw no, it last time. No, I didn't um, see any so magic. So since then, I've been back 
every week. And like there are magic users, so there's things called fireballs, which is essentially a foam ball that's red or orange or whatever. And they'll run up at you and they'll just throw a foam ball at you, <laughs> which um, sounds kind of like, well... Corny. You know, how, well, they're like, how much damage could you possibly do? Well, let me tell you, <laughs> not fireball, but a couple of weeks back, um, I was running up to the front line and suddenly this guy says, fish! And then he throws a foam fish at me. And I'm like, I was like completely shocked. I had no idea what was happening. Before I knew it, he threw five more fish at me and I essentially died. <laughs> I'm like, I, I, I don't even know how to block that. Because he was a, I think it was a pirate theme. Uh, he was part of a pirate theme war band. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, people still fight with swords and, and all that sort of stuff. But he would run up to people first with his bag of fish. And he'll throw, those things are not soft by the way <laughs> they are supposed to be soft but at the speed and at the strength that he was throwing throwing them at you, you get this kind of shock it's like what, what just hit me and then you realize there's a fish on the floor, on the floor. <laughs> and you're like oh and then by that point three you're more is hit you and you're like ah um, that's only just because i have very low hit points yes because um, you have no armor and whatnot. um actually oh you do have armor then. since then um i have got a 26 steel bone corset which is part of the rules okay like you can get you know metal plating and you know metal plate armor and all that kind of stuff um but for what i needed because i needed to run the group that i joined we run to do skirmishes and some of them run in full plate armor but i could barely run as As it it is is. (laughs) so i decided to get the alternative which is um a corset but you need to have steel bones and it needs to at least have 20, 24 steel bones, which is actually quite hard to find these days. Okay. Um, they need to be, uh, to be able to do that, you need to get the waist training ones. And some of the women there, they actually pull it really tight just because they got used to it. And that first time that I put it on and uh, someone put it on slightly wrong because you, the, the way that they lace the back, you have to be really careful how you lace it. And they laced it wrong. And I didn't realize because I ran and I, I played and I ran until halftime. And then I realized I couldn't breathe. Like I was trying to catch my breath. And um, I was thinking, oh, no, it's fine. It's just I'm not used to it. And people are asking me, are you, are you okay? Do, do you need help? And I'm like, no, no, it's fine. Actually, no, I can't breathe. Could someone like take undo, this, like, uh, undo it for me like really quickly? Because of I was wearing not just that. I borrowed someone's... Um, plate armor like shoulder and, and neck thing so they take all of that off before people could get access to the, the lacings lace. at the yep. back and the moment they saw it they're like holy crap how were you able to run for half the game as it is because this was laced incorrectly you shouldn't be able to breathe the moment they loosened it yeah. i was like oh my god i could <laughs> breathe like this is how it's supposed to feel like okay this is how people run in this thing because corsets aren't actually that uncomfortable um if you're standing straight, if you're sitting straight, it should be perfectly fine. It's just if you try to bend over, you find out you don't have as much flexibility. And when you're running, it really shouldn't... Well, you shouldn't be bending when you're running. Yeah, so. yeah. So there's like there shouldn't be any anything like in the way. Um, so that was interesting. It was an interesting uh, situation. And 24 steel, um, or 26 steel, um, it does add a little bit of weight. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot, but there's a little bit of weight. So it was interesting. Sorry, it was still your story. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, let's continue. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so the first time, you know, you, you go on the battlefield, like, so we, we as a newbie, um, I was given, you know, this giant foam shield yep. um, and, you know, this foam sword to kind of play around with. Um, and although it's foam, um, the shield actually... 
after three hours, it actually becomes quite heavy. Yeah. Um, you'd be surprised. Um, and look, no, I, I, I do work out as well. So, you know, it's not like I don't do any exercise. Um, but even I did find it, you know, after a while, I was like, oh, this is, this is not, you know, completely, you know, weightless. weightless no. um, after a while, it does take a bit of effort to kind of use it to block and use yep. it to move around. So, um, it, it, it was, you know, I, I got a, you know, I got a bit of a workout on that day. Um, it's not a foam foam. Like, if people think foam shield, it's not a floppy shield. No, it's, 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 although it's foam, it's still quite compact. Yeah. So There's a reinforcement in the middle somehow. Yeah, like so it does actually protect you. Because, um, you know, they're, they're sw- foam swords also have a um, fiberglass core. Cool. And so for those uh, weapons, when they hit you, they do actually hit you as well. They do kind of hurt. Um, so the, the shield does need to be able to withstand that, which it does. Um, so, yeah, so it was interesting, um, especially not having done anything like that before. Mm. It was it was quite it was quite interesting, I must yeah. admit. And at the time, it was quite fun. Um it is, as it is, quite exhilarating just running on a field, charging with a whole <laughs> bunch of people, or you know, yelling random stuff at each other. <laughs> and that's the thing, right? Because um, we went there when I took Peter there. We both did the newbie training again, so we weren't actually part of any war bands. And um, unfortunately, the person who trained us that week that he didn't really tell us too much about the rules of the game in the sense like what was going on, what yeah. was the, because. It's not just a bunch of people on the field randomly swacking at each other. You're actually split into two teams and there's normally a, a, an a, a objective, like, you know, catch the flag yeah. or, or um, get these items and put them into a certain uh, location. Or there are games where it's like cause assassination, which is you kill everyone on the other side of the team. Um, and when we were doing the newbie training, he didn't really tell us what was going on. Yeah, so in, in that sense, it was fun, but you kind of felt a bit um, out of the game as well because all you're doing is just running around and whacking people. Like, you, you don't you don't see the more intricate kind of, like, strategies, strategies that, you know... And there are strategies, you know. Yeah. It, it is, for all intents and purposes, it is... Um, a war game. A war game. So you still need to see, you know, how to flank. Yeah. Um, you know, when do you attack? You know, who's, who's, your, uh, who's your leading uh, group? you know who's got the shields who's got to protect it and then you yeah. know who's doing the attacking like there is strategy and all of that but because we weren't really told about the objectives we weren't really told about what's happening yeah. look i barely even remember which team i was on yeah like because the way you differentiate between your team and the other team is one team has sashes and sashes yeah. sashes and the other team doesn't yeah um i felt it was my first time being there so yeah I don't even know where to look to see no, if the person has a sash or not. So, but I can also understand why they did that because it's your first time there and they didn't want to inundate you, yeah, or overwhelm with information. you. Yeah, um, which it, it, again, it worked and it didn't work. Mm. It worked in the sense that we got into it in the sense that okay, we, let's just go and hit and, and and feel what it's like to be on a battlefield yeah. and, and stuff like that, which is fun. Um, it it failed in the sense that it didn't make me appreciate what we were doing mm. and, and kind of feel that I'm part of a bigger plan, yeah. a bigger mm. game. I just felt like you know, we're all just individually fighting each other. Um, which is also one reason why I feel like I, I probably wasn't as interested in joining as well because I felt like, well, I'm not really getting a storyline out of sure. this. I'm not really getting a... Oh, and that's the thing. With this one that we went to because it, it 
plays every Friday yep. night. Um, there is a background story story yes. that goes on. Yes. Um, but unless you're with a war band and unless you're you're kind of going that constantly, you don't get that story. Um, so you do lose a bit of the interesting parts of why are we fighting? You know, what are you doing? Like I, I remember talking to some of the people afterwards. They were, oh, so this is why we fight and this is what our background is. And it's interesting. But at the same time, for me, it doesn't... It, I also didn't really care because, like, I wasn't part of the group. Um, so, yeah, there was that issue with, with it. Um, the other reason why I haven't been back since is because it is a very time-consuming um, uh, activity. It's at least four hours um, because it, it's one hour of training before you go on the battlefield. Or even if it's not training, it's just like you need to be there at a certain time to register, uh, get things ready. And then, you know, I guess if you're with a warband, you know, talk with your warband about your strategies and stuff. And then three hours of running around, yeah. whacking each other. <laughs> so it, it's it's long. Your, your little Friday night is gone, literally. Yes, of course, um, yes. it, it literally is everyone, you know, yeah. four hours Yes. You know, it, it, it's also not something that you can kind of go like, oh, I can, I can only come here for like a few hours and join in for a bit, go. like Yeah, it's uh, a lot of effort. I mean, if you put all your gear on and everything and then you just go there for like an hour, like yes. what's the point? Yeah. Um. So for me, especially because, you know, me and with studying, with work, with all my other activities that I do, yeah. um, I, I do find it quite hard to find, you know, four hours every week to kind of participate in something um in saying that i feel like i probably probably will go again but not in the next foreseeable months anyway um i enjoyed it like i I did find it's not what i expected yep um and i definitely think everyone who hasn't tried it probably at least give it one try um it's not what you expect i feel i feel like um at least I think LARPing has kind of come a long way since its initial days where it it was kind of very fake. I think there's is a lot more intricacies and etiquettes that, that goes into it these days, which it, uh, for people who isn't part of that uh, community probably doesn't realize. Um and I must admit, like some of the armors and oh, and weapons, weapons that people have is amazing. The details, the 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 craftsmanship of some of the weapons, they look fantastic. Um, me, even me, if you weren't, even if you were, yeah, even if you were part of it, I would buy one just because they look absolutely amazing. Um, me and Serena were looking at some of these. Uh, uh, weapons that were on sale and, and we were like oh that one looks really nice oh I want to buy this one but they're quite expensive though yeah. <laughs> oh that looks really pretty oh it's $200 right and that's not the... that's a, yeah that's the, that's like a cheap one too yeah <laughs> exactly like you go to some of the websites that sell these things and I'm not talking about custom made ones I'm just talking about some of the ones that are really pretty 400 500 US dollars right? Not including shipping. And then if you want to make customized ones, I don't even want to go into that. I mean, okay, sure. I found a customized uh, website that does customize for like, I think 300 US dollars, but that's because I didn't go all crazy with the stuff I was choosing. It was fairly um, bland (laughs) for what was available. (laughs) Um, But like the weapon 
and turns out to be one of the cheaper pieces of items that you could get mm. because I have since decided to get um, plate armor, like shoulders and uh, braces and uh, greaves. I haven't gotten yet. Um, uh, I am going to probably be spending $300 on a very basic set of stuff. Mm. Some of these people have like flanges coming out of their shoulders and like you know, etchings and all of that stuff. They're spending like thousands of dollars. They're going out in the field with like thousands of dollars worth of gear, getting whacked at. Like this stuff gets dented, but, you know, and they get them repaired and all that stuff, but they spend a lot of money I on remember, their gear. Uh, uh, remember the guy that we, that had the full knight's armor that we spoke to? Like his armor was like, like really impressive. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like his whole body was like, every single piece was literally a, piece of armor like yeah, they're uh, metal they're not they're not like plastic yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so and they looked absolutely amazing and yeah. when i asked him how much it was, it was like a, like what a grand two grand yeah something like that yeah, it was it was a lot of money look when a set of leg armor are like 300 then a set of arm is what 300 then shoulders and then chest plate and then like all sorts of things. You just, it just adds up. It just really adds yeah. up. Uh, and that's the other thing. Like, this is not a cheap um, hobby. No. <laughs> no. Like, it, it, if anything, it, it's probably one of the more expensive hobbies that I can think of at the moment anyway. Um, it, yeah. Don't even talk about armor. The dresses, like just the clothes that you wear. Um, some of these people, a lot of these people um, make their own clothes. I can't operate a, a, a sewing machine. machine. Yeah, uh, so I've been looking online, and some of these places. I should probably mention right now, at this moment, right now. Um, about a thousand five hundred people are now meeting up in a in a out of the way place, like two hours, three hours from the city, and they're going to be doing LARPing for a whole week. And uh, I'm not going there because I didn't have enough time to prep. Uh, because they're not just wearing one set of clothing for the whole week, okay? They have their armor and stuff, but they have normal clothes that they wear. Because I have joined a war band. I've seen the stress that the members have gone through, like sewing things up and things. Like, they weren't... They It started on Sunday, right? They were sewing late Saturday night, Sunday morning, to get these clothes finished. So they have like seven sets of clothing. And there was actually a ball. There's going to be a ball on Friday night. <laughs> so the moment that was announced, you had like hundreds of people just suddenly faint because now they realize they have to make a ball dress or like uh, a an outfit yeah, or something <laughs> for, for that night. And um, people were buying materials by like, you know, meters and meters, you know, like they were just looking at... Um, patterns and stuff to try and get these stuff made like and because it's getting cold now yeah cloaks suddenly everyone are like rushing to make cloaks obviously i went on Taobao and ordered one <laughs> it's taking months to get here i hope it gets here while it's still winter <laughs> because that actually yeah. is quite interesting yeah. that they have like a ball yeah um, in like a middle of a campaign. Well, that's the thing, thing because um, <laughs> normally they do the quest thing. It's called quest. There's a week long camping experience, um, and they're all immersive. They're in the character for a whole week. Um, and previous quests, the reason why they're all gathered together is always for war. Like story wise, it's for war. Um, but this time they're gathering together for a celebration. So that's why there's a ball. Okay, so 
it's not fighting every day. They have, um, because it's a celebration, there will be a fair, it will be a carnival. Um, there's um, workshops, so people teach you how to shoot an arrow or how to make a shield or um, how to get in character or s certain things like that. Like there's stuff that's in character. So if you're a healer for that whole week, you will be gathering items to make healing potions because on the Saturday night, like the week, like on the Saturday night, a Saturday day, there'll be like the final battle. That There will be a battle, um, but everyone's prepping for that, like uh, getting the items that you need, getting the gold that you need, um, because the warband that I joined is a mercenary uh, group. So we will be selling our services to the highest bidder because <laughs> there's in-game uh, currency, so to speak. And um, we're going to try and see which side can pay would, you more. <laughs> would pay us more. And even if one side paid us more to fight on their team, um, when I say there's two sides, um, the sides are actually consisted of many smaller groups. So sometimes a small group would come to us from a different from the other side who say, okay, I know you're fighting against us, but I'll pay you this much money to not kill any of our team leaders, team, oh, okay. like our team. Yeah. And as long as it doesn't conflict with the rest of the objective, objective um, our team leader, might, our warband leader would, probably accept it okay. right? yeah. um, because um, according to what he's told us about previous quests we have done certain things like that okay right yeah. because we're mercenary yeah we yeah. fight for gold mm. and so you know if our team loses if, if the whole overall thing is that we were losing um, and someone has paid us to make sure we don't kill their team members or, well we're losing anyway yeah so it right? doesn't matter <laughs> killing them is not going to make any difference yeah. so we might not kill them so there's, there's certain things like that. Um, and the funniest thing about Quest is that this in-game currency, it is worth as much as you say it, it's worth. So uh, people would bring loot to the game. Like they'll buy trinkets and necklaces and stuff you buy from like savers or op shops and stuff like that. I could spend a couple of dollars. And then you go and you could get robbed and you can fight and you could probably kill the robbers. Or the robbers manage to kill you. And then they'll be like... Do you have anything on you that I can loot? If they've done a good enough RP uh, role-playing um, job in like robbing you like and all that stuff, you might say, yeah, I actually do have something. Here, take this and you can take it as a piece of a, a loot. So it's a necklace or something. Or, or you could be a merchant and you have all these jewels and gems and stuff like that. And you meet another character and you say, do you want this necklace? This necklace has actually been um, blessed by these priests or something. And if you make a good enough backstory... And then you say, oh, this is worth two pieces of copper. The other character might be willing to pay you those copper okay. for this necklace that doesn't do anything, <laughs> right? But it, it has a story. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As long as you convince them. Yeah. I, again, it's yeah. part of the role playing. Like, yeah. So, so um, I'm kind of having a very major FOMO, um, uh, FOMO meaning fear of missing out. I'm, I'm experiencing a lot of FOMO right now because all of them have gone. Mm. And, um, Everyone who was on the Facebook page or on the chat that we were talking about uh, Swordcraft the whole time, because I've now been in this for like, what, two months now, and I've been inundated with all this information, and everyone's chatting all the time, and suddenly they're all gone. They all disappeared for like for the next week and so, a week or so, and everyone's like, there's like six of us left in the chat room, yeah. because they've gone off to the middle of nowhere. There's no reception, <laughs> right? It's like... We hear crickets ch chirping because there's no one around and we're kind of like a bit sad <laughs> because everyone's gone and they're having a lot of fun and they're going to come back with a lot of stories and we're not. <laughs> okay, so, so that's 
our uh, experience with LARPing, um, and since then Serena has been going every week, is it? Yeah, every week for two months, and uh, it's not just the Fridays, um, but also uh, there were they they. My war band used to do shows on Thursdays uh, at a burlesque place. Uh, then there's the game on Friday, um, and then there's training on Sundays. So, I never thought I would ever hear Serena and the word training <laughs> in one sentence. Not just training, <laughs> training outdoors. Yeah, training outdoors, physical training outdoors. <laughs> I, <know>. <laughs> <laughs> I was out in the sun, and last week I was out in the rain. <laughs> um, and you're being. I know. <laughs> what is wrong with you? I don't know. <laughs> it's like I've been brainwashed. Like after every training session, I would like even during training, I'll, there'll be these moments where I'm like, "What are you doing? What happened to sitting at home, flipping through Netflix shows, or like just surfing the net? What is this being outdoors, breathing fresh air, like heaving fresh air <laughs> since I've been doing excessive amount of, you know, physical activity?" What is this? Um, but but it's enjoyable. It's it's um, very interesting. And you get a rush of adrenaline out of it as well. Uh, <laughs> yes. And then when the adrenaline fades and I start feeling every single ache um, and all the bruises because I'm terrible at blocking. <laughs> That's fun too. <laughs> <laughs> That's Fun. I, I am think. now thinking about um, investing in a pair of gauntlets. Even though technically gauntlets don't give you a lot of HP game-wise, um, it's actually very necessary in real-life situations because if you're a person like me who works 9 to 5 on a Monday to Friday typing on, a pair of, uh, t- typing on keyboards, um, it's not fun to do that when you have a bruised finger, which <laughs> I did a couple of weeks back. Like my my pinky and my forefinger, they were like a little swollen. They were purple, and typing was yeah not good. <laughs> so gauntlets. Uh, so we'll move on to our next topic. Mm. Uh, so. This wasn't part of our original plan. original plan, um, but. We ended up watching um, a musical called Kinky Boots. Mm. Uh, and so we're going to talk a bit about that. Mm. Do you want to tell them about how we went to, yeah. how we got around to uh, yeah. watching so, it? So initially, um, when Kinky Boots first came out, um, I wasn't interested in watching Me it either. at all. Like there years was, ago, years ago. Yeah. When it, went, when it came to Melbourne anyway, like I had no inclination of watching it. The... Posters and the there wasn't even really much ad for it. To be fair, well, I wouldn't know since I don't watch. But you don't watch TV anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it, the the simple thing was like we weren't going to watch it at no, all. No, it wasn't. There was not anything that that kind of strike me as like, oh, this is going to be a great show, or there was nothing to indicate that would be something that I like. Yeah, I mean, like seriously, the poster of a white backdrop with a pair of red stiletto boots yeah. it was like why like how does that yeah th- what is that telling me it doesn't really tell me much anything yeah um, so we weren't going to watch it but um, I had uh, a high school friend of mine um, who I used to do a lot of uh, shows with um, and she's a really good friend of mine and she was saying oh you really have to watch the show 
um it's a really brilliant show and you'll love it and um she's yet to give me a bad uh uh, suggestion um, and I know her taste in musicals and you know they, they fit quite close with me as well so um, I was like oh, okay you know she she it, she she literally said you know, I highly recommend you watch it like if you definitely have the chance you should definitely go watch it so I was like okay that's that's pretty good recommendation from someone that I put I have high trust in and then Peter tells me this and yeah. I also believed Peter because um, I also believe that we had a lot of things in common. I mean, this show is telling us otherwise. Doing this show is, <laughs> has let us find out a lot about each other. Uh, <laughs> but in, but in, in terms of um, music, music and wise, shows, yeah. and yeah, as long as it's not books. <laughs> um, so when Peter told me that his friend highly recommends this and he really trusts this friend, I'm like, you know, okay, I want to watch this too. Now, in saying that, even though I decided I was going to watch this show, I still didn't read anything about it, right? No. I had no idea what this show was about. No, neither. <laughs> and we pretty much went in there... Had no idea what the show was about no at all. No expectations, no nothing. <laughs> yeah. And I loved it. Oh, yeah, it was. Too. It was literally, I think, one of the best shows I've seen in years. Um, I would go to so far as to say it's probably been my favourite show in the past 10 years. Wow. Okay. Um, it, yeah, yeah. It's very, very, very good. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, like just, it's not a, it's funny though. It's not a show that kind of grabs you straight away. Um, but it was just, it was just a really great show in, in, in the way it was executed, the music, mm. um, and the way the story was told, um, I think yeah, that was it was just so wonderful and so heartwarming. Like it's it's a oh, show, very positive. Yeah, it's a show that just gives you so much positive feeling after watching it and, and it just yeah, it's it's nice once in a while to feel uplifted by a show. <laughs> um no, I really enjoyed it. Uh would it say it was the best show I have had seen in ten years? I don't know. Um it's it's hard for me to say that because I actually love Phantom of the Opera, and so when Phantom isn't out in the last ten years. No, 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 no. no. Which is what I was going to say. Love never dies. Um, okay, okay. Before before you give me the death stare, <laughs> I know Love Never Dies is very controversial. I I don't like most of the things that they did there, uh, but I did love the songs that they gave the Phantom. And I did like how the two male leads have so much more songs in this and they, they duet very well. Uh, in saying that, when I watched it, I watched one of the first few shows uh, when it first started, like one of the practice yeah. shows. Yeah. Um, and they were really enthousi- enthusiastic. They were really good. Um, and then I watched it again from work and they changed the storyline a little bit. Ah, right. And they didn't sound as enthusiastic as well. So from that point of view, before people send me hate mail, if people watch the normal show, which already has changed even more than what they had, I understand why you hate it. It was crap. Uh, I watched it before they changed it, which was much better. Um, in, so from that point of view, 
that kind of musical, like that era, that kind of storyline, mm. I like better than Kinky Boots yeah. because King, Kinky Boots is uh, a bit more realistic yeah. in a way. Well, yeah. it is based off a real story as well. Yeah. So, oh, I didn't know that. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah it okay. was actually based on a... Well, okay, so Kinky Boots was based on a film. And the film was based on a real story. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, just... <laughs> I also think it's also because of the setting, right? Mm. Kinky Boot is based in a small town in the UK somewhere. Yeah. It's... Uh, the flashy stuff that you see is from Lola. The, yeah. The... the, the um, oh, God. I'm... I don't want to say the wrong words here because she was pissed off when she's not a transvestite she's a drag queen sorry yeah. drag queen that's the word I'm looking for um, so all the flashiness comes from her yeah right everyone else's costumes in the show was fairly bland um, and not much to look at so in that sense I like shows like Phantom more because you get to see all the pretty clothes and so when you say well, it's, a, it's an era piece like yeah, uh, like, yeah. And, 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 and you know period, period pieces are more Visually appealing. Visually appealing. Yeah. It's just the way that era worked. Yeah. With, you know, yeah. current... Like, when you, when we watched Kinky Boots, all the characters were dressed in what we would dress in. Like, yeah. we, it's no jeans. Uh, and... Probably take minus 20 years or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> there were some corduroys in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I mean, so, in that sense, would it be my favourite? Because I take visuals mm. as part of my experience of a, of a Broadway show. So, yeah. I wouldn't say that would be my favourite in that sense. Yeah. But, yes, it, you're co- completely correct in saying it's a very positive show. Like, the, the message that they had, the friendship between the two guys, um, how, um, how you try to accept people. Yeah. How there was that kind of... Um, a bogan character who when he found out that Lola was actually a man dressed as a woman <laughs> and how he accepted him in the end yeah. that was that was nice i liked yeah. that it was very it was very yeah as you said heartwarming and uh uh and the songs were very the songs are quite okay in saying this though um when we first watched it cuz we had we didn't listen to the original soundtrack when we watched this show yeah. so our first impression was what we heard in, in the, the Australian show. production, yeah. uh, and, and they were really good. Like they, they did a really great job with the production. Um, all the sound was brilliant. Uh, in saying that, when we then listened to the original soundtrack, both me and Serena had this issue uh... with the with the amount of um, synthesizers that was used. Oh, there um, were so many like eighties or nineties <laughs> synth music in the background. Yeah. You're like, oh, it's yeah. well. To be fair, like okay, the show was written by Cindy Lauper. The music was written by her. So the original soundtrack has a lot of her in it. Yes. Where it was very noticeable her. Like, I feel like that type of synth and that type of um, music, that era that flair, kind yeah. of flair is very... Her. Her. Um, the Australian production toned that down quite a bit. Like, there was, there was a lot less synth in it. I didn't the, even notice any. There was a little bit of it, um, but like for example, you know um, the Lola song, the Lola's introduction song oh, has yeah. to have synth because that that is kind of what it makes it. But it's also not overpowering. It, it's only there at the beginning, so it kind of alludes to that type of uh, music. Yeah, but it's not to the point where it completely over overpowers everything else, which was done really well, I think, in the Australian production. Like they managed to still keep that um, keep that musical identity mm. but not make it sound 
outdated. Sure. I, I felt the original soundtrack in in certain parts did feel outdated because of the heavy use of the synth. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, like, but but in, in saying that, like the the original, it wasn't as to say the original production was horrible. It was just that it was notice- noticeable for us because we watched a version that it didn't have all yeah. that, uh, and we and both me and Serena liked the non-heavily synth version <laughs> like better. Time and time again, I just wish that they made an Australian recording, like the album, mm. because I would buy it. I would yeah. totally buy it. And I mean, it shouldn't. It doesn't cost much money to make. <laughs> Albums nowadays, like you don't have to actually print a CD. You can just have it on iTunes or something. It's, yeah, uh, I, I, and and the thing is, um, I reckon. Well, actually, we reckon that our the, the Australian production, the Lola in Australian production, is so much better than any any Lola that we've seen. And when we say any Lola we've seen is because we spent a couple of hours yeah. <laughs> <laughs> looking through um, YouTube videos of... Um, Other Lolas in, in productions yeah. elsewhere, in UK, in US. America, in, in Japan, in Korea. <laughs> Surprisingly, I was so surprised that there's uh, such a strong um, musical... Uh, culture? Culture in Korea. I'd never realised it. Like, yeah. Japan, I always... New because they they had a lot of musicals in there, but I had no idea that Korea was so heavy. In uh, this although as well. in saying that, do we know it's heavy or is it just? Oh, well, true. Do? Well, at least they have it though. Sure, true. Like true. I mean, at least they have it. Like we look at Hong Kong, multicultural city, and 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 you know everything. They don't have musicals there. They have musicals there. Really, mm. I've yet to see one in Hong Kong in the f- two years that I was there. No, no, I know. I didn't see one. I know they had some, but not but international. Were, not no, international. And, and they were always really small productions. Yeah, like, that's true. To the point where it's look, their their production value is pretty much what the uh, in Melbourne our um, high school stuff is. Uh, well, amateur theater. Okay. Our our amateur theater is about their production in Hong Kong. Only just because they don't have a lot of audience members. People don't go and watch it, so they don't have the budget. But, like, the the Korean version seemed to be literally the same as the one we, we saw here, the way the set was done and everything. So, in that sense, I, I, I in that case, I just wonder whether it's um it's like a franchise, like they just ship the things over. Probably. Yeah. But at least they, 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 they still did it. And yeah, that's they true. must have had, you know, they must have still had audiences, otherwise they wouldn't really show it, right? Well, that's true. The uh, fact that they were willing to import the whole production over the set, the the set and everything, and everything like, yeah. yeah. So I was I was really surprised that Korea had such a strong uh, musical culture to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> In saying that, the the Lola that we saw, okay, the the series of Lolas that we watched on YouTube, and I'll include a link to one of the videos we watched. Um, there were a lot of um, men who who could try to do the sass, yeah. right? When they're standing still, they'll shake their booties and yeah. they'll sing. But the moment they start walking, you can tell that they... And, and they're not comfortable with they're it. They're not comfortable in the boots, um, in the heels, and they don't do much facial expression. Whereas I think our Lola really got into the... Oh, she was brilliant. Like, yeah. just, like every movement that she did, and she walked on those heels like they were nothing. She oh, yeah. she totally handled those like... that. Look, I've yet to meet any of my female friends that can wear those heels and walk 
like that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Serena, you want to try? No. <laughs> so the Lola that we had was um, played by Callum Francis. Yeah. yeah. So he's a British star, and I believe he was the understudy. He was the understudy for the original um, Lola in, Lola in, in the UK. Yeah. 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 Um, and he was fantastic. Um, that... Before we go anywhere else, or before we say anything else, the, back to the Korean Lola. One of the Korean Lolas that we saw, uh, <laughs> the moment that they they revealed her looks, um, <laughs> we're like, wow, um, did they not have anyone to choose from? Because he looked like a middle-aged man, uh, not very fit. Um, he looked like a middle-aged man dressed... Uh, wearing a dress. Yes. Um, he did not look like a drag queen. He no. looked like an he looked man. like a middle aged man in a dress. Yeah. Um, and we were like, "What? What? Like, this is terrible!" Except then he started moving. Right. Yeah. Of all the Lolas that we've seen, apart from Callum, yeah. um, he was probably the most enthusiastic in his yeah. movement. Like uh, he really did prance across the stage. Now, whether he did a good job. Is is to be is is, is uh, for debate. Be, uh, really. um, <laughs> but he really tried whereas some of the others you saw that they kind of like held back or there was a slight hesitation or or they they weren't fully committed the, yeah committed to it he really went there like he shook his butt yeah. he, he winked like it was quite disturbing but he winked at the audience he he pranced he 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 uh, uh shook his butt while he walked across the stage like it was very enjoyable. Like yeah. watching him was very entertaining. Yes, yes, it was very entertaining. <laughs> um, in saying that, I wonder whether it became more of a joke. joke. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know. I didn't watch the whole thing. No, but that, it, that was yeah. a, that was a snippet. So, well, look, I, I don't even know if that was even really the full production of it because that was just one scene that we yeah. saw. I don't know whether they. It was, I don't know, uh, uh, a kind skit. Of, yeah, a skit. It could probably have been. But in saying that, the guy did. Do a very good job oh, in, yeah. in, in in trying to do the movements. Yeah, and um, yeah, of all the Lolas we've seen, um, yeah, he was probably as close as they were when it comes to being enthusiastic about his movements. Yeah, a lot of the other ones, you can always, you always felt that there was some reservation about themselves. I feel mm, that, they were a little bit stiff. Yeah, like they, like. It seems like they themselves were never completely comfortable with the fact that they were in this costume and in this heel and and having yeah. to do these movements. And so, as it translates on on stage, it, yeah. it just becomes even more noticeable. Yeah. Like as an audience, I feel like I can see you're not comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't sell me on the idea that this person feels they were sexy. Yeah. Right. Because Lola sings. There's a certain there are certain songs where he sings that he's like. He relishes in his sexuality, so yeah. to speak, and um, not only as a drag queen. Um, when uh, when Lola was in his uh, in in his Simon garb, yeah, um, there was a scene where he was singing about how he he's not a homosexual; he loves women. And when I was watching uh, Simon on stage, but no, sorry, when I was watching Lola, I was thinking, "Wow, she's one sexy woman," mm. right? When I saw him as Simon, I'm like, he's, he's also a sexy guy. <laughs> he's a sexy man too. <laughs> and 
I don't know whether... I don't know how many Lolas would manage to pull that off. Mm. Yeah, to not... Okay, it's fine to be able to pull one of it mm. and, and, and be committed enough to do that, but to be able to also portray both um, roles. roles with equal amount of sass is, yeah. is quite something... It's something quite different. And he was wearing heels while he was in yeah. the Simon uh, role. And I'm like, oh my God, he's so sexy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, like uh, uh, I think one of the reasons why we enjoyed Kinky Boots so much was because um, Lola was so outstanding. Oh, yeah. Like they were, like she stole the show like, no- <laughs> like nothing else. <laughs> it was literally like, come on, more of you, more of you. Um, whereas... Al, the the Australian production, the Charlie. Look, he's not bad. Um, I, acting wise, I quite enjoyed it. Mm. I, I thought his acting was quite good, except I had a I had a very strong issue with his voice, mm. singing voice. singing voice. Um, okay, I I did watch this show twice now, so I watched it one time with Serena, and then uh, I think the week later I watched it with my friends. Um, oh, so I'm not your friend? Yeah, you're my co-host. <laughs> <laughs> you're only a co-host. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, that the, the first time I watched it, I had a lot of issue with his voice because it, it always felt like he was he had this like veil in front of him, like ah, yep. there's no like it wasn't, it wasn't projecting. projecting. Mm. I felt like I can't, I can never hear him. And it was so much more, and it was so noticeable because the very first, uh, not the first song, uh, but he has a duet at the very, at the start with his best friend. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm Yeah. In the Australian production, I can hear his best friend so much clearer Uh, than I can hear him. Mm. And so I was like, you're, you're like the understudy at this point. Like, if I was, if I was looking at it, I felt like, are you the understudy? Because you sound like the understudy. That <laughs> was a really, really bad thing to say. I, in saying that, the second time I watched it, he was a lot better. Okay. So I don't know if it was just, he just didn't warm up as Enough. well that day. Then again, the day, the second time I watched it was the final performance. So I don't know. It might know. be like a more enthusiastic, oh, okay. Last, is, last show. Last hurrah. Yeah, last hurrah. So I'm going to do it better. Um, so he, he was a lot better in the second show. The well, here's the question, right? You know how there was a duet between Charlie and Lola? Yep. yep. Uh, or Charlie and Simon? Yep. Uh, that second time, uh, when I first heard it, I felt like they were both very soft. Yeah. yeah. Probably because Lola had to, Simon had to tone his voice down to so that Charlie could be heard. The second time when you watched it, was it a stronger song? Or was they, were they still very soft because no, of the mood? W- no, they were still very soft. So it... it I think it was meant to be like that. Okay. Um, I agree though. I felt like they were both trying to soften their voice so that they can Harmonize. allow each other, yeah. they can allow each other to kind of be heard. Yeah. Um, I, and I don't think that worked very well. No. Um, no, because there was a part when they were harmonizing and I wanted to like, I like this sound. But I would like it a little louder so I can actually hear, hear it. it. Um, and I was wondering whether they did it the second time. When uh, you watched it was it. still very soft, so it, that 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 part didn't make much of a difference. Um, yeah, so it, it was a great show, as I said. Mm. But um, as with 
all good things. There's always, <laughs> if you really want to pick on it, there's always certain parts that could be improved on or, you know. Um, one of the main issues I had with the show was the pacing of the show. It's not too hard of a stretch to com- to complain about this, to be honest. No. It was a very obvious yeah. issue. Um, because at the start of the show, you have this, I think about 10 minutes, 15 minutes, where you have, uh, it intros the characters as kids, uh, it intros his relationship with his father, um, how with his fiance, uh, it kind of shows how he wanted to leave the country behind and go into the city, and then the moment they're in the city, he gets a phone call to say his dad died, so he has to go back. Yeah. <laughs> so that whole section felt a little unnecessary because yeah. it was like it didn't really give much to the show except for telling you a little bit of what his relationship was with his dad and I felt like you could have done that some other way uh, it also didn't help that that first song was oh. really forgettable yeah it was really not a great song to no. start the show no um, and uh, honestly speaking when I first heard the 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 song um, this was literally at the start of the show. Yeah. Um, I had a, this is what I thought in my mind. I was like, oh my God, I, I've got to sit through, you know, two hours of this. This is going to yeah. be a long night. Yeah. I, I literally, that was my first ex- impression of it because yeah. that first song did not impress me at all. Even the second time you heard it? Nah, it was still, a, it was still a crappy song to okay. begin with. <laughs> show with. Um, and, and so, which is why I, I, I well, well, okay, sorry. On the side, it's better to start off with a crappy song than end with a crappy that song. That is that is true, <laughs> which is which is why I, I I was really impressed with the show because it changed my point of view of the show so quickly. Like right. from that starting point where I was kind of like, oh, this is not going to be a great show. Yeah. To at the end of like, oh my god, this is like one of the best shows I've seen in ten years. Yeah. It just shows how well the other parts of the show was. Yeah. <laughs> um, in saying that, yeah, the first part in that first act was kind of really slow and drawn out and yeah. could have been probably done a little bit better in yeah. some respects. Um, but we didn't watch the movie, right? No. So that might be um, uh, that might be very important to the story. Yeah. And that's why they kept it in the, in the musical. Unfortunately, they didn't actually tell... Like, we don't feel how important it yeah. is. It felt kind of throwaway in a way. Yeah. Especially since the whole whole thing with, you know, him not wanting to kind of be, you know, the heir to this factory. Like, mm. that whole thing was kind of alluded to, but it, it, like we didn't feel it. We didn't feel his, like, strong urge to leave this place and, and start a new life. Well, they kind of they kind of hit us over the head with it throughout the whole show, right? Like, constantly. To, yeah, yeah. But we don't feel it, though. That's no. the problem. It's like... Something it, they tell us constantly. Yeah, yeah, they kind of they kept on reminding us. Oh, yeah, he Charlie really wants to leave this place, and 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 he's not happy being. But we never see it from his actions. No, because um, he's there. He's there he's trying there. to fix the the factory. Yeah, <laughs> um, and he's like, but why do you want to fix the factory? I thought you wanted to leave. Yeah, and they constantly tell us that. And because they constantly tell us that, I don't think they needed to show us that first scene. Yeah, they're going to be telling us that throughout the whole show anyway. Yeah, exactly. You know. Um, and then, but the pacing issue wasn't only limited to the start. Start, the s- start of the second act also had a similar issue. Issue. Um, I'll, I'll let you talk about this one since you, <laughs> you well, have more beef with this than I did. <laughs> well, no, okay. Because the end of first at uh, the first act, they end of a end on a high note, right? They managed to make the pair of um, boots that were um, 
made sexy, for yeah, yeah. sexy boots that were made for drag queens. That was the way that they were going to revitalize this factory. Um, and they end on a high note, which was a little strange to me because I'm normally used to shows where the, doom the, and, and, and... Intermission is usually, you know, end of the first act is usually when things fall apart and, and everything's gone to shits. Yeah. And you're basically... You know, the second hanging on, uh, hanging. You know, you got a cliffhanger, and you're waiting to see how the second act would resolve. improve the situation. Yeah. But the end of first act here, you're like, they're they're good, right? Yeah. They've made the boot. Yeah. Now you're like, okay. it's such a it's such a good note to end on that you kind of like. Now, now what? Like now, I have something bad to look forward to. Yeah. that's what intermission <laughs> is like. Now I have something bad to look forward to, which is why when the second act started, um, the. They, they didn't waste any time in making something bad happen. Yeah. Um, suddenly, the partnership between Lola and Charlie falls apart. Yeah. Charlie starts yelling at everyone yeah. and saying that nothing is good enough. Like The things that they were doing is now not good enough for Milan. They have a show in Milan. And it kind of came out of the blue. Yeah. Like... Uh, when they were mentioning Milan, I just thought it was like a, a bit of information that I forgot. I thought they, they mentioned Milan in this first act about something. And... Um, then I was like, why, why are you suddenly yelling at everyone? You knew that going in, yeah. right? You made that perfect pair of boots. You said that just five minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> now you're saying it's not good enough. And I didn't understand why. Um, and the idea was, in the story anyway, was that they weren't planning on going to Milan. They were just planning on making these pair of shoes. And suddenly they got invited to a Milan show. And that changed... Charlie's mind frame he suddenly realised oh we need to improve everything to make sure we're worthy of going to the Milan show that's why he suddenly becomes really critical hypercritical he starts yelling at everyone and pissing everyone off Um, and that was the second act of the show which is where I found the pacing issue came Uh, when you suddenly have characters flip 180 you better tell them why they're doing that and one of the best way of doing that links back to why I said the first action end on the high note. They should have had that song say, oh, we made the perfect pair of boots. And then someone run in and say, hey, you got an invitation to Milan. to Milan. And while everyone else is celebrating, you can have Charlie, you know, looking at the invitation, shaking, maybe, standing to one side of the, the stage and say, wait, wait, this isn't good. Like, yeah, yeah, what, am good I gonna, what, what am I going to do now? Yeah. Right. And then have the second act show up where he's now yelling at everyone. Like, then that makes more sense to me. Yeah. Uh, and that was one of the, I, I felt that for the first half of the second act, I, I was still kind of reeling a little bit about why he was yelling at Lola for being a drag queen. He was saying, you look ridiculous in what you're wearing. Yeah. And I'm like, well, where did that come from? Yeah. Like, like you didn't have any issue with this prior to yeah, like at no point in the show did he ever have an issue with him being a drag queen yeah right? and that was the, and that was funny because like like in contrast to like don who who obviously shows you know disdain Prejudice, for it yeah well uh, at the start and and that's why it was so good to see him accepting lola at the end of the show he's yeah. him going through that charlie never had that to begin with so no. when he then started saying you know um you know oh, when you go to the airport you know try to at least look like what you look like in, the, in your passport, or like it's yeah. just kind of like that, well, that was really low for no reason. Like, yeah. you never seem to had an issue with this previously, and now you're kind of making all of this a big deal. A big, yeah, suddenly making this big deal. So, yeah, it did feel off at yeah. that point. Um, in saying that, the, the the rest of the show then quickly picked up and, and worked really well. Yeah, but it was that's yeah that that start of the second act. Also the conflict had, didn't make sense. Yeah. Not, not, not where they put it anyway. No, yeah. But 
Um, the rest of the show was good enough for us to, you know, forgive. Yeah, forgive, forgive the mis- misgivings that they had at yeah. the start of each section. <laughs> um, I, I feel like um, before we go any further, we should mention one more character that we both really like <laughs> that probably didn't get uh, mentioned as much. Yeah. Um, uh, Lauren, mm. uh, uh, Charlie's love interest. Yeah. I love her in this show. And I don't normally like that kind of character. She is... Um, in any other show, she would be the kind of um, love interest that people ignore, right? Yeah. Like, she, there would be the main love interest and she would be the person on the side who has this major crush on the main guy, but it's unfulfilled and she will end up with one of the um, sidekick characters because she would find out, oh, no, actually, the sidekick character is better for her. But she's one of those kind of, like, slightly awkward characters. Slightly with, dorky. Slightly dorky, not very elegant. Like, she she fans her underarm because whenever <laughs> she sees Charlie, she supposedly uh, sweats <laughs> profusely. Um, but in this show, she's very charming. Yeah, um, she works out very well. And, and, and one of the reasons is because we already have a very flamboyant character in Lola. Yes, very which, elegant female which, which character. Which kind of takes over the kind of lead female role. Yeah. And so if you had another female role that kind of does that, then you'll be just clashing with her. Yeah. So having Lauren um, being this kind of dorky, not really the type to wow people, uh, um, it was it was very... Yeah. <laughs> it was it very, was very enjoyable, <laughs> and the songs that she sings, she doesn't sing properly. No, like no. she will squeal or like sigh or like she'll make weird moaning sounds, <laughs> yeah. and but that's just part of her character. Yeah, and and I enjoy listening to her song because she she gushes yeah. over Charlie, and that's a problem we have in the show too, right? Charlie's name is constantly used <laughs> yeah. every in every other the... song. Is yeah. like every second song, the word Charlie pops up. <laughs> yeah, um, and it's. It's very endearing. I, I, I was really rooting for her. Yeah, yeah, and um, over the fiance. <laughs> well, you could tell from the start that they really didn't. The fiance, I kind of felt really bad in in certain respects because, yeah. as a character, like mm. she really got shafted. Yeah, I mean, like <laughs> it's like from her point of view, she has a childhood sweetheart, and they've had an understanding since they were young that they were going to get away from this small town. Um, they they finally managed to get the dream jobs that they always wanted. Or at least from her point, she, right? Yeah. They both wanted this job. Yeah. They both wanted the new jobs that they yeah. got. They go to the new city. They buy a new apartment. And then uh, her her fiancé, not just a boyfriend, her fiancé's dad dies. And so he says, go back and supposedly tie winds off loose ends. Yeah, winds ties up off, everything. Yeah, tie off loose ends and come back and they were supposed to organize a wedding. Instead, he stays there way longer than expected. Mm-hmm. She's left to organize the wedding all by herself. Um, next thing she finds out, uh, her fiance has took out a loan no, on yeah. their apartment. Yep. Um, and is now, you know, trying to make all these boots that look, honestly speaking, it was a gamble. It was a gamble. Um, she knew that her uh, father-in-law wanted to sell the factory. And suddenly her fiance don't want to sell it. Yeah. And is trying his best to fix all of this, even when he never showed any interest interest in it. He 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 doesn't take the new job. He he essentially refuses the new job. Yep. Um, and doesn't give her the time of day. Yep. You know the the, the best thing he could go is like, oh, you look nice. Yeah. And I was like, wow, like 
if you were like, yes, her character is meant to be slightly bitchy, bitchy, and and, and slightly, uh, uh, I wouldn't say caring, but like she is, you know, she is a money oriented. Oh, she's very, uh, uh, not shallow. She's very no, she's materialistic. Not, yeah, she's materialistic. She's, she wanted those shoes. She, yeah, she. Yeah, there was always a popping about. Oh, look at these shoes. They're brilliant shoes. I want these shoes. Yeah, yeah. she's materialistic, but. That's not necessarily an evil thing. Like, it's oh, just... by the way, hmm? those pair of shoes, you know how she wanted him to buy them? Yeah. And you know how in the end she was wearing them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he's like, you bought those shoes? And then she's like, you didn't expect me to wait forever, right? Yeah. Did you feel like someone else bought those shoes for her? Yes. Okay. Right. So yeah. not just me, right? It's like yeah. she felt she found someone else. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was what he was wanting to allude to. That, yeah. That but... It's not she, evil of her to do no. that. How long do you expect her to wait? Yeah, and right. especially, you know, since they had the understanding that they were going to get married. Like, yeah. But he's just kind of left her there, so... Well, like, he, she fell in love with a certain person, right? Like, the person who wanted to live in the city, yeah. who wanted to work, all that stuff. Then he became someone else. Different, yeah. And then he even said, that's not... Being in the city, that wasn't what I wanted. That's yeah. what you wanted. Yeah. And they're like, wait a second. Yeah, and, and it's like... And, and she, she made the... She made that... Uh, she made that quote and said, well, you could have fooled me. Yeah. Like... And that's and that's true. If you never actually tell someone that, no, this is actually what I want, and you've always agreed... Sorry. Agreed to this. Yeah. Then you're going to assume that, yes, this is what you want as well. Yeah. So it's not fair on her to, to now not, have to... Not fair... Of him. Oh, yeah. Not fair of him to expect her to support him in his endeavor now. Yeah. Like, especially when he's never shown this interest, s- interest yeah. in the first place. Um, so, it was kind of... Yeah. Although, you know, that, that character was not meant to be... I do kind of feel sorry yeah. <laughs> in some respects. But, <laughs> like, in, in shows like these, you, you kind of understand that they needed a... a, a not evil. <laughs> you needed someone... Um, that represents one part of his old life, right? Yeah. That that's constantly pushing him to give up, right, and and take the the easy way out. Yeah. yeah. And so that's why she was written the way she was. Yeah. Obviously, but um, <laughs> I really liked how Lauren said uh, when she was singing that song <laughs> about how, oh yeah, you know, and then you fall in love like the mistakes yeah, that yeah, she yeah. would have made, <laughs> and how you know, oh she fell in love with a guy who found out that he liked men or like. <laughs> uh, a guy that's not so into you, yeah. or that, or a guy that is fianced <laughs> with a woman, woman. named uh, Nicola. Nicola, <laughs> yeah, I love that line. <laughs> it was so funny. Um, like her, her song was really, really funny. Yeah, like and, and just the actions that she did in that song, like that, yeah. p- putting the blow fan and you know blows her own hair, like you yeah. know those commercials. The, Everyone the, started laughing. The eighties <laughs> m- uh, model look, you know, the, the wind in your hair while you're like singing. It, it, it's yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah. Okay, no. <laughs> okay, that got really awkward suddenly. <laughs> no, I was just imagining in my that scene in my head. I really, really liked her. And like even the end song, when they were all singing the end song and suddenly she's like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Did you just say you like me? Does that mean you want to date me? You know, like it was, uh, it was very cute. Yeah. 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 I don't know whether it would work in other shows. No, this was one of those few shows that that character can become the, the female yeah. lead. It's only because you kind of have another quotation female lead already yeah, yeah, yeah. that that's not a love interest. So you can have her being the one that actually gets the guy, the guy in the end, uh, which was nice though. Like it's nice to see that type of character also get 
you know, their yeah. kind of get their day in, in the spotlight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so that's Kinky Boots. <laughs> Did we have anything else? We talked about what we didn't like. We talked about what we did like. Mm. Oh, I feel like one of the problems we had with this show as well was... Um, okay, you can remember Lola because she is the main, literally. She's there. She's, yep. she's larger than life. You always remember her. Yep. You always remember Charlie because every second song has the word Charlie in it. Yep. They're constantly reminding you of Charlie. Um, I kind of felt really sad for Lauren because... I don't remember her name at all. Oh. It's not only until afterwards when we go, oh, you know, I really liked, you know, that, 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 that girl, girl character. What's her name? Uh, I don't remember. And we had to Google. We had to Google it. Because, you know, even even the fiancé, Nicola, her name is mentioned in, in the song. song. Yes. And so it reminds you that, oh, yeah, that the fiancé is Nicola, whereas Lauren is kind of, uh, I don't remember your name. <laughs> Sorry. Even in the in the dialogues, there weren't a lot of mentions of people's names. Yeah, they just say, oh, can you do this or can you do that? It's not, it's not reinforced. So, And also because this is not a fantasy world, yeah. uh, so the names are not... Uh, it's very generic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a very generic name. Like, yeah. like, yeah, it's not one of those names that you'll kind of go, oh, okay, that's a weird name, so... I yeah. will remember it. <laughs> it doesn't rhyme with anything in any of the lyrics or anything like that. Um, but, but, yeah. but small, minor issues. In, yeah. in general, if you ever get the chance, I would say watch Kinky Boots. Um, I definitely highly recommend it yeah. to anyone who hasn't watched it. It makes you smile. Yeah. yeah. 